So despite all the snow and all the cold weather of late, snow, three weekends of snow in a row, that's, that's crazy for this part of the, the world. Despite all this, we've been thinking a lot about backpacking of late. And maybe it's because of all this that we've been thinking about backpacking, about the urge to get out, about um, you know spending the weekend or more on the trail. So that got us to thinking about our favorite places to go and our favorite places to go for different reasons. And that is our topic today. We are looking at our six favorite backpacking destinations and uh, broken down by category. Those categories are the best weekend trip. So that would basically be the best trip that we could do in a weekend, um, get out, get on the trail, maybe Friday afternoon, um, spend a good day Saturday hiking, uh, and then hike out Sunday, probably get out by two, three in the afternoon. Uh, so that puts a lot of pressure on a trip. It's got to have a lot of bang for the buck um, to make it a good weekend trip. Best winter trip. Trip we could do in conditions like we've got right now. And for us, we're looking primarily at a mountain trip that we could do in the winter. And um, so that would involve a number of criteria, which we'll get to when we talk about our favorite winter trip our favorite base camp trip. So that would be a, a trip where we hike in in full pack a short distance, usually less than two miles, set up camp, and then we're able to um, day hike from there. So that lets us cover more ground. Um, it lets us cover more challenging terrain. And, um, you know, you don't have to worry about uh, breaking camp, setting up camp as much. You set up camp once, you break camp once. Our best wilderness trip, that would be a trip, uh, it's a little hard to narrow down here in the Southeast because we do have a number of good wilderness areas. This would be a trip though that um, affords good access and a trip that kind of underscores the wilderness aspect of a wilderness area, which sounds kind of funny, but um, there are some wilderness areas that uh, you just generally don't, they don't seem as wild as they probably could be or should be. Our best and favorite avoid the masses trip. So this would be a trip to somewhere fairly popular that uh, we approach in a different manner and we tend to avoid the crowds. And then we will get to our best trip period. So let us begin our favorite weekend trip. Drum roll, please. And that would be the Appalachian Trail from Carver's Gap to US 19 East. This is a 14 mile trip. It's along the North Carolina, Tennessee line. You start from Carver's Gap, which is about 5,500 feet. There's a climb initially to Jane and Roundbald's where the, the views are stunning. Uh, then there's a long passage through some really great Appalachian uh, hardwood forests, some Southern Appalachian hardwood forests. Uh, two more great views come at Hump and Little Hump Mountains. Actually, not in that order. It's actually Little Hump and then Hump Mountain. Uh, and that's about two thirds of the way through the hike. There's an easy shuttle for this hike. There are uh, two hostels that are within, um, boy, maybe a quarter mile of the finish at US 19 East. And both provide subtle service uh, and they'll come and get you actually if you get to the end and you don't want to walk that extra quarter of a mile along the road. So easy sh shuttle set up and it's the shuttle's pretty quick too. It's um, maybe a half an hour. Another advantage is that you start high on this trip and you end low. 
which isn't to say that there isn't climbing. Um, the initial climb up Jane and Roundbalds, you're fresh, so you don't really notice it that much. And the, it's not really a fast um, or a, a, a challenging climb. Uh, the more challenging climbs are the ones up Little Hump Mountain uh, and the one up Hump Mountain. There are also are good camp spots along the way. Uh, we generally will start on a late or mid Friday afternoon, hike in about five miles to the Overmountain Victory Shelter, which is closed, but really it's the meadow outside the, the shelter that, um, that we've always liked and preferred, mainly because you get some really great sunsets there. Uh, second campsite for night two is at Dahl Flats. Uh, a very expansive and um, uh, wooded camping area where uh, it can accommodate a lot of people and it can accommodate a lot of people so that you're not right on top of each other. Um, so our favorite weekend trip is the Appalachian Trail from Carver's Gap to US 19 East. Best winter trip is also on the Appalachian Trail and that is from Max Patch to Hot Springs. This is about a 20 mile run that is in North Carolina, although it touches Tennessee in a couple spots. We like it because uh, there's, there's a great view at the beginning. You start at Max Patch, uh, but that is really the only view on the trip. Uh, we drop down about two miles to the first campsite. So we generally start you know, mid to late afternoon on a, on a Friday, drop down to the first campsite, um, and then it's pretty much uh, Appalachian hardwoods the rest of the way. There's one good climb, and that's up Bluff Mountain. That's on day two. Pretty rigorous. Uh, in the winter, you can get a bit of a view from up there, but it's, um, but it's generally pretty forested up on top. There is shuttle service from Hot Springs, so you can pick up the shuttle in downtown Hot Springs and get up to the top of Max Patch. This is especially good because the road that goes up there, even though most of it is paved, it's not necessarily a road that you would want to drive. It's kind of windy if you're not used to mountain driving, probably not something that you'd want to tackle. And then the very end of it is, um, is uh, gravel. Um, so it's uh, good shuttle service. There are several providers out of Hot Springs. If you go to Bluff Mountain Outfitters, they will turn you on to the people that provide shuttles. Another hike that starts high and ends low. One of the things I love most about this hike though, is that uh, you end up hiking and finishing in downtown Hot Springs, which means that you finish, uh, you can finish in a couple of bars, you could finish at a brew pub. It makes for a really wonderful finish. And if you're camping the second night at Garenflow Gap, it's a pretty quick hike out. I think it's only about seven miles and um, you can get into town between noon and one, which is a great time to be getting into a town that has a couple of great bars and uh, a brew pub. So good winter trip. The other thing about this trip that I like is the elevations are not that high. And that's why even in the dead of winter, if there's, if it gets some winter weather, you tend not to get quite as much snow. I think Hump Mountain is the high point on this trip and it's uh, less than 4,700 feet. And then you wind up in Hot Springs, which is only about 1,300 feet. So um, that is our favorite winter trip. Our favorite base camp trip is to Dotton Park on the Blue Ridge Parkway. This is the Blue Ridge Parkway in North Carolina. 
The hike in, very easy. It's a mile and a half, uh, pretty flat. It's a long uh, grassy gap um, trail. The campsite itself is voluminous. Um, it is a, a national park, so you do need to get a permit, but it is a big campsite. Uh, it's right on water. There's always plenty of water. Uh, and it's kind of at the, the nexus of activity for hiking. So from that campsite, there's a 3.3 mile trail that goes up to the Cottle Cabin. The, uh, it's the Basin, Basin Creek Trail. And uh, it's, a, um, it's a great hike in the summer, especially because there are several creek crossings. Uh, it's a good spot to cool off. If you're doing it in the winter, the two lowest creek crossings, uh, you may get wet. Just depends on how much weather they've been having. So something to keep in mind. There are four trails that you can take that go up to the um, top of the park that um, they vary in length and uh, degree of difficulty. The most popular way to get up is a 4.3 mile trail, uh, the Cedar Ridge Trail. And that will, that starts out, it's got a good climb at the very beginning, but then it mellows out some and it will take you up to the meadows that are at the top of Dotton Park. It's the area that is best known, I think, to most people, um, climbing, uh, hiking through these pastures, great views up there, really pretty terrain. Uh, you can come down on the Bluff Mountain Primitive Trail, which is the quickest way down. It is also the hardest. It's very steep in spots. It's hard to follow in spots. It's less than three miles, but it's three challenging miles. And you can also come down on the uh, Flat Ridge Trail or the Grassy Gap trail. Grassy Gap, if you elect to come down that, it's a, it's a really nice hike down. However, at the end, there is a creek crossing that is almost always wet. So if you're doing this in winter, um, what I would recommend is from camp, it's probably mm, less than a quarter mile to this crossing. You can just go from camp, check out the crossing, see if it's something you want to deal with, see how high the water is. It's really the only crossing that'll be a challenge. So check it out. Um, and if you're comfortable with it, then you've got a real nice loop there that's probably about 15 miles. Otherwise, uh, you can come down the Flat Ridge Trail, which is a loop of about 17 miles. Good thing about these loops is that all the climbing, not all the climbing, but maybe 90%, 85, 90% is in the beginning uh, on the climb up. So it's portioned out quite nicely. And that is our favorite base camp trip. Should also mention that there's a, a smaller counterpart to this, um, this base camp trip at uh, the Rocky Knob Recreation Area on the Blue Ridge Parkway in Virginia. We have done that hike. The hike to the campground there is maybe 200 yards, very quick in and another really nice campground. And the, um, that gives you access to the um, Rock Castle Gorge Loop Trail, which is uh, about 11 miles. And that one is, um, that one's a little bit more challenging. Um, the climb up in spots is, is a little steep. Uh, the climb down, if you're hiking counterclockwise, is uh, there's some rock outcrop that you, you need to scramble over. Um, but the, the good thing too on this trip is about the last two, two and a half miles is very mellow and along an old roadbed. So it's got a very, a very nice finish. So if you find yourself 
getting short on daylight, um, when you get to that point, it, rest assured, it's a fairly easy hike in. You should have a headlamp with you anyway as one of your 10 essentials. But um, but it's a camp where you can afford to linger, or a trip where you can afford to linger a little bit. Our favorite wilderness trip, and this would be the Joyce Kilmer Slick Rock Sitico Creek Wilderness. Now, these are two different wilderness areas that abut on the uh, North Carolina-Tennessee line, about 19,000 acres. The hike, uh, or the trip that we do, there's about a one-mile hike into base camp, pretty easy. You set up camp along Slick Rock Creek, so there's a good source of water. We're about a quarter mile up from Wildcat Falls, which, if you're doing this trip in winter, is a, is a great little playground. Um, and then you have access to about 123 miles of trail in the two adjoining wilderness areas. Um, this is really rugged terrain. It's not all that high, but it is very rugged. There's some old growth forest in here. If you're familiar with the Joyce Kilmer Memorial Forest, it abuts the wilderness area. Um, and if you've been to the Memorial Forest, uh, it is much different than the, the wilderness. There are trails groomed, easy to follow, easy to hike trails in the Memorial Forest. Um, you do get access to a concentrated group of old growth trees. One of the nice things about hiking in the wilderness area, though, is generally the old growth is interspersed with, um, with newer trees, which tends to underscore just how massive they are. So another one of the reasons that we like going there and, and also just the fact that there are not many people who will venture into this particular wilderness. Our favorite trail for avoiding the masses, that would be the Big East Loop um, to Shining Rock, the Shining Rock Wilderness in the Pisgah National Forest of North Carolina. <coughs> it is about 19 miles. We start off of US 276 at the Biggie's Fork Trailhead, and we will climb up to Shining Rock. It's about four and a half miles. Pretty good climb. Um, it's a steady increase. It's, it's most of your elevation for the trip. It only gets, um, it's steep in a few places near the top, but not too steep, not that bad. Um, the other good thing there is that you end up camping below Shining Rock that first night and uh, you can scramble up to the top of, of Shining Rock and catch the sunset, which is, is pretty spectacular. So good first night camping spot. On day two, you start out heading uh, south on the Art Loeb Trail. And this is the part of Shining Rock that gets the most attention. It gets, uh, it's where most of the visitors come in, although they're coming in from the Black Balsam access off the Blue Ridge Parkway. So the closer you get to the parkway, the more people you'll see. However, when you get to just past Tenant Mountain on the Art Lobe Trail, you will shortly um, cut off and um, you'll take the Mountains to Sea Trail on the backside of Graveyard Fields. And you will, you will avoid both the masses that come in from Black Balsam and that come into Graveyard Fields. And then you drop down through uh, along Yellowstone Prong, um, and that's where you really start to lose people. There's a wonderful camping spot that's um, about three and a half miles from the finish along the water. Actually, there's, there's several good camp spots that are generally open because again, it's not an area that a lot of people tend to visit. 
Um, there's good water going up, good water going down. Shining Rock, there is a one water source at the top that tends to be, um, it's always been running when I've been there. That doesn't mean that it always runs. Um, so you might want to, on the climb up, just fill up at the last, um, where you see water, you notice it's starting to dwindle, um, bite the bullet and make sure you're full of water for the climb up to the top. Um, so yes, that's, uh, it's a quick hike out, which again is, is nice if you want to linger uh, on your final day, at, but still be able to get back to the car, say by noon and, and be able to hike out pretty quickly and get home. Cause that's, that's always a, um, some people tend to worry a little bit about, um, getting back too late on a Sunday afternoon and not having time to get prepared for the week ahead. Um, not so much the case with this trip. And finally, our favorite trip overall, our favorite backpacking destination in this region. And it is one that oddly enough, we just started doing last year. And it is Virginia's Triple Crown. So this is a 37 mile loop. Uh, we did this trip in three nights. I've heard of people doing it in two nights, but um, I could see doing it in four nights as, as well. Three nights tended to work out pretty well from the standpoint of um, distribution of the campsites. Now, before I get into this too much, I will say that water is a challenge on this hike. Um, campsite the first night, which was below McAfee Knob, the only way, right, way we were able to have water was somebody had done some really ingenious engineering of PVC pipe that managed to funnel what little running water there was into the pipe. Um, and so it wasn't a drip, it was a steady stream, but it was a slow stream. It probably took, <clears throat> I don't know, maybe two minutes to fill up a two liter Nalgene bottle. Um, when we were there, there were probably about 10 people in line to get water, which was kind of nice because then it gave us a chance to get to meet our fellow campers. Um, so be advised, water's an issue there. The second night we, we uh, camped at the base of North Mountain and the water source there, um, which is near the bottom, it was running. We were fortunate. There wasn't an abundance of water, but there was certainly enough. And we were able to fill up both for dinner and breakfast, and then also um, to have plenty of water for the, that, um, that day's hike. Big, big, big thing about this hike, the Triple Crown, the triple part, uh, McAfee Knob, Tinker Cliffs, and Dragon's Tooth, some of the best views around. McAfee Knob gets real crowded. If you start from the main parking area below McAfee Knob, it's about four miles up to the top. You get a lot of people who hike up there. Um, there's a fair amount of room up at McAfee Knob, so it accommodates a lot of people well. But once you get past McAfee Knob and continue on to Tinker Cliffs, and this is on the, the Appalachian Trail, most of this hike is either on the AT or the North Mountain Trail. Um, Tinker Cliffs, you get a lot of the same views. It's just as gorgeous, um, but you and you have it to yourself. You may see another person or two there, but it is more of a challenge to get to. Um, <clears throat> so it's a better place to hang out if you want to just, um, just hang out and enjoy the view. 
there's also some of the best remote ridge hiking. This North Mountain Trail runs for about seven miles along the ridge of North Mountain. And uh, <clears throat> there's a fair amount of up and down on it. And I would say if you did this in winter, you'd have some pretty stellar views. It's nice in, in um, spring, summer, and fall as well, though, because you do get some views, but you're, you're also at elevation. You don't see many people because it's a fairly remote and long trail, um, but it is gorgeous. And then at the end, again, this is if you're starting from the McAfee Knob parking area and you hike, um, let's see, counterclockwise, you would finish up, um, there's really a lovely meadow that you go through. Uh, you end up, the, the very end is, is back on a ridge line, but there's some really nice meadow hiking on the last day, probably the last um, between mile 30 and, I don't know, 34, 35. So it's got a lot. It's got views. It's got um, Dragon's Tooth also, I should mention, great views from up there. We hiked or camped at a, a campsite that was about two miles down from Dragon's Tooth and just did an out and back day hike, mainly because, well, mainly because that's where the campsite was. But also Dragon's Tooth requires some more advanced scrambling. Um, so doing it in full pack, and I've heard a number of people who've hiked uh, backpack this, this section uh, say that it was their least favorite part of the AT, mainly because they had to negotiate <clears throat> this tricky terrain uh, with a full pack. So uh, just be advised that it's um, you. there's a little shelf edge climbing. There's some scrambling. Um, it's just, it's a little bit more of a challenge. So, um, and again, water is scarce on this trip. So you got to plan ahead. Uh, we did this trip last year in June. And, um, you know, I'm sure there are periods where there is less water. Um, I think it was a lower water uh, point. So keep that in mind. You may even need to think about caching water. So the only drawback to this trip, but man, there's so many pluses. Uh, really a wonderful four-day trip. And, and right now, in our opinion, it is our overall favorite trip. So that is our uh, rundown of our six favorite backpacking destinations. We will have some information in the show notes that will take you to where you can find even more information about, um, about these trips and how you can plan a trip of your own if you want. Now, we're also doing uh, trips on three of these trails within um, between now and June, and uh, <clears throat> we'll have some more information on uh, those trips as well. We'll have links in the show notes where you can, you can find that information. The trips that we'll be doing, we are doing the Big East Fork Loop. We are doing the, um, let's see, Big East Fork. We are doing April 22nd through the 24th. Uh, we are doing the Virginia Triple Crown, May 19th through the 22nd. We're doing the Appalachian Trail, Carver's Gap to US 19 East, June 17th to 19th. One of the reasons we're doing it then is it, um, uh, the first day of spring and the longest day of the year is the 20th. So we will be capitalizing on very long days up there. And we're also doing the Appalachian Trail, Max Patch to Hot Springs, 
that 20 mile trip on February 25th to 27th. So that's coming up. Uh, there should be a little bit of snow up there. A good opportunity to do some winter hiking, but without running the risk of um, that you sometimes encounter with winter hiking. So that's what we're up to. Um, and again, you can find more information in our show notes.